Hi, this is Midedelkom calling. We continue to provide reflections on draft country case studies, which will be publicized in July 2022. In this episode, we shall focus on Austria, presented by Tobias Eberwein, Christian Ogolder and Kristina Krakowski from the Austrian Academy of Sciences. Austria. Doing comparative media research in Austria is really not an easy task, to be honest, because I think that compared to other media systems, Austria is really something like a special case. On the one hand, um, the, the country has many parallels to big democratic corporatist media systems, like you can find them in the northwest of Europe. We have, for example, a strong public service broadcaster. Printed newspapers also continue to be relevant and I would also say that the degree of journalistic professionalization is comparably high. But then, on the other hand, there are also similarities with many media systems in southern and eastern Europe. And beyond that, I would say that there are some further typical characteristics that make it even more difficult to um, categorize Austria. One important feature from my perspective relates to the fact that media usage in Austria is strongly influenced by news offerings from Germany. Germany is really something like a next door giant for Austria and this constellation actually also has an impact on media research in the country. You really have to look very closely to identify German language data sources that are mainly focusing on Austria and not on Germany or on Switzerland, which has a German language area too. In fact, many of the chairs for media and communication studies in Austria are held by international scholars. And some of these scholars have little or no interest at all in researching the characteristics of the Austrian media system. And I think that these context factors also pose a certain challenge for the literature review that we conducted for the Media Delcom project. And uh, this is certainly reflected in the two case studies that we produced so far. The year 2000 marked a radical change in the political landscape in Austria. After three decades of governments led by social democratic chancellors, the conservative Austrian People's Party formed a coalition government with the Okaides Freedom Party. This coalition with a populist right-wing party was perceived very negatively worldwide and caused political sanctions from the European Union. After the split of the populist right into two separate parties, a revival of the much-hated Grand Coalition of Social Democrats and Conservatives was needed. In 2016, the new conservative leader Sebastian Kurz formed another coalition government with the right-wing populists, which led the persistent political instability and corruption in Austria. Consequently, today we are confronted with a fundamental loss of trust in politics, but also in the media. Since Austria has always been a country of immigration, this topic was also of great importance. The significant increase in population between 2000 
and 2020 of just over 10% is largely due to immigration. Although Austria is undoubtedly a prosperous country, the gap between rich and poor has widened. Hand in hand with the consequences of globalization and from a media historical point of view, progressive digitization and development of social media have decisively shaped the years since 2000, which of course does not only apply to Austria. When we talk about journalism in Austria, we have to talk about media concentration as one of the most discussed characteristics of the Austrian media system. Against the background of several corporate mergers in the media industry, scholars have been warning for decades about negative consequences, such as a decrease in media plurality. And these concentration processes are supported and reinforced by the evolved media structures. We observe a concentration of power in a few mostly family-run media companies, a high market share of foreign companies, and at the same time, we monitor a steady tabloidization. All of this does not fit in with a democratic understanding of the media, especially when compared to EU standards. A second alarming trend is the rise of political influence on journalism. In recent years, the unregulated allocation of funds through political advertising has increased. Also, the relationship between politicians and journalists has been relatively close anyway, and such recent developments have intensified political influence and, further down the line, journalistic dependence. Despite such varying developments, which we must continue to watch carefully, we have to acknowledge that the foundation for the democratic media system is strong in Austria. In general, journalism is well protected and we even recognize improvements, like an increase in professionalization of journalists and also an increase in women as journalists, which of course can be seen as an opportunity for reflective and diverse journalism. When you take a closer look at the state of media ethics and media accountability in Austria, I think that you will necessarily come to ambivalent conclusions. From a comparative perspective, the infrastructures of media accountability in Austria receive fairly positive assessments. From a previous research project, for example, we developed a European Media Accountability Index, and this index measures the diffusion and the impact of different media accountability instruments across Europe. It looks at press councils, for example, or ombudspersons, media journalism, and so on. And on this index, Austria actually shares the fourth rank together with Germany, and it is only outflanked by the Scandinavian countries. So that is really a positive result. However, most national studies come to way more critical conclusions regarding media accountability in Austria. And I think that this discrepancy can be explained with the difficult history of the Austrian Press Council in particular. This Press Council was originally founded in 1961. So I would rather say that it has a long history compared to many other media councils in Europe. 
However, the year 2001 marks a major turning point in this history because at that time, the publisher associations retreated from the organization. The reason was a dispute over the infamous Austrian tabloid Kronenzeitung, which effectively led to the press council's dissolution and it took almost a decade before the organization could be re-established. So I think that this temporary void may really explain why many Austrians are still skeptical with regard to institutionalized press self-regulation in the country. The main critical junctures for the domain of media-related competencies have been shaped by the ongoing transformation from mass media to social media. This also affects risks and opportunities regarding media-related competencies. Since media literacy is a very broad category, an exclusive focus on digital competencies is far too narrow to cover all aspects of media-related competencies. As far as cognitive abilities are concerned, a look at the results of previous PISA studies shows that Austria was mostly within the OECD average. In terms of the number of university degrees, Austria is below the EU23 average. Exploring media-related competencies must also take media education into account. Meanwhile, however, media education is increasingly restricted to digital competencies and user skills. Moreover, today the focus of media education is on the promotion of digital skills to achieve a better employability of the citizens. Understanding media literacy in this way and degrading the acquirement of competences for democratic participation and debate to a nice-to-have is undoubtedly a huge risk. The same holds true for communication ethics. When you look at media usage patterns more closely, I think it becomes clear that the technological transformations of the past decades also left their mark here. However, it is also important to stress that not all of these trends are typical for Austria alone. Of course, digitization and media convergence do influence media usage habits. Think about, for example, news on social media. They are definitely becoming more important in Austria. But these phenomena are by no means restricted by national borders. So you can find them in other media Delcom countries too. But on the other hand, our studies also highlight several typical characteristics of the Austrian media system. Uh, I mentioned some of them before, and these are also relevant for research into media audiences. Just to name a few examples, private broadcasting was introduced rather late in Austria, and I think this is the reason why the public service broadcaster, ORF, continues to be highly relevant as a news source. And as already explained, there is a traditionally strong impact of media products from other countries, particularly from Germany. So in sum, I think that our case studies collect ample proof 
an assessment of the Austrian media system is indeed a very complex task. Yeah, I, I would say that Austria evades easy categorizations. Indeed, we could highlight some characteristics that are typical for many democratic corporatist media systems in Europe. Other features rather resemble descriptions of so-called polarized pluralist systems. After all, I would say that it is still valid to describe Audia as a border crosser. Yeah, Austria is a border crosser. This, this label was proposed by Matthias Kamersin and others a couple of years ago. But I think that there is still much wisdom in it. And this is what we could show with our case studies for Media.com too. Austria. This was the deliberation upon the Austrian country case studies becoming public in July 2022. Presented by Tobias Everwein, Christian Ogalder and Kristina Krakowski. We continue to provide country presentations next week. Meanwhile, in the week of releasing this episode, the Mitterdelkom Consortium is meeting in Croatia. In all probability, we shall disclose an episode upon that too. I was almost right, the Media Telecom Communication Officer. Hear you all soon. <laughs>